toilet. Here we go. Episode 200! I am Wiggly! And on the telephone there is Kyle Von Kubik. I'm Kyle Von Kubik. Indeed. Started this show back in 1980 of six. And then when did you jump in there? 2000 and... No, I didn't start in 86. That would be silly. That would be 150 years. Yeah. I started in 2006. And when did you jump on? 2010? Nine? I believe 2010 or 11. All right. Oh, by the way. Miku Kasawa Sinida. Oh, and also Ireland as well. Uh, Irelanda, yeah. We're big in Korea now, if you didn't know. That's why really? I'm leaving. Yeah. I'm, you know, I only do 200 of anything. Mm-hmm. So here I am. Gotcha. But you haven't done 200 episodes of Arcade Weekly. And <laughs> since we have the other hosts, I don't think you've actually done all 200 episodes of We Talk Games. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I'm just saying. I was involved with all 200. Yes, you and definitely were. Maybe even more, because I don't recall if I did start counting the bobbles or... Uh, we're low. Fuck. Uh, I think we're low. Now we're loud. Wait, am I... How do I sound? Uh, hey. Don Fennin in the booth. We've had a lot of people in the booth. Don Fennin in the booth. Oh, wow. A little bit of a tickle there. Scratchy throat, I think. Milton on my lap. <laughs> Milton on the left of me. You tell me now. I'm Milton. How many wanna play? Push one, two, or three. Two to play today, Milton. Oh, now we're too loud. First we're soft, now we're hot. Don, episode 200. Hot Pull stuff. your shit together. Hot stuff, Don. Let's do it. Don't make me say ow. Uh, my pills haven't kicked in yet, so that might happen. Tishka Honeypot on the phone. She's on the line, but she will not be heard. <laughs> and of course, Stinky's here for episode 200. Monumental, monumental event, don't you know? Yeah, I know. <laughs> we know. Yeah, so I picked a game today that... <laughs> I tried to pick it again. This is, where do you, I, honest to God, what did I say I started with? 250 games. Yeah. yeah. And then I whittled it down to like 45. And, and that was the honest to gosh truth. And I kept updating yeah. the fellas on the. On we the, almost did Journey, the escape. <laughs> it was threatened. Yeah. It was threatened because why <laughs> I not? I threatened to go on another show. <laughs> did. But I mean, honestly, not out of the question, out of the question because mm-hmm. as an arcade game it's iconic yeah. it had some special things tied in it we had new people that got the license for it so right. you know it had a lot to do and we always tease you about it but this had to yeah. be something about me you know right. it's all right. about me right. you know obviously so i tried to think of something that we mention a lot or we threaten a lot. Mm. But then, you know, I thought of different things and then I even played through some of these titles and oh my God, are they horrible. Uh, Well, I think this game is apropos considering the game we picked for our 100th episode. Indeed, because we picked Popeye Mm -hmm. and this game didn't get as much play as Popeye. but (laughs) It's not nearly as good either. No, not nearly as good, but it ties into Popeye and Popeye is definitely in part of the making mechanics. And these are the two games that I owned outside of the Pac-In title, which was Pac-Man, coming mm-hmm. out of Pac-Month and out of April Fool's, the <laughs> extension of Pac-Month. You can't count that episode either. That's not in the uh, sequence numbering. <laughs> that is in. In fact, that counts for two. We're actually at 201 episodes. Oh, my gosh. You haven't imploded yet. It's 201, a space oddity. So oh, this that one- was a joke. Ah, not much of one. No. Hey, we're all getting laid. I, I looked in the mirror and said that to myself the other day. 
and guess what? I was wrong. <laughs> uh, so not only was that stupid of me to say, but also wrong. Uh, I'm going through so much trouble now, Kyle. It's so it's this is so much fucking fuck that I can't believe it. Some asshole now is calling himself Trapdoor. I own the copyright on the name for all digital yeah. distribution. And even was nice. I said, you know, I hate to be a dick about this, but Jesus Christ, I've been working this since 1987. Been in Unicus International Magazines, RAI Television. I'm only popular in pockets, just like we talk games. Yeah. I worked, I worked like a fucking insane person on all these projects and i'm I'm glad to be able to be stepping out letting some of the new talent shine like you (laughs) (laughs) yeah Um, it's in good hands i'm handing young rookie at 33 (laughs) years old who's been on the show for six years or five (laughs) years you know now that i'm 50 now that i'm an aarp member i have to start thinking about the fucking future of television which is of course 3d television so i picked kangaroo Wait, hold on. What? We said a lot of things. Yeah. Can our listeners harass this person in any way who stole the name Trapdoor? I was thinking about it, but, um, and, you know, I was nice. And, of course, I pointed to the patent. He went back and forth a little bit. I was being very kind. I'm still very kind uh, until I contacted my attorney. I mean, one way or the other, you can't release your, your music as another band. Why doesn't no. he just call himself Led Zeppelin Pink Floyd? You yeah. know, you can't. He might as well. Because, yeah, dream on, you crazy diamond. Now, if his music was good and pointed people to <laughs> my music, that would be awesome. But, uh, you know, unfortunately, it's not so great. And there's a lot of trap doors. And all you got to do is fucking look on the same music store you're going to release. Why don't you just you type in trap door on the same on iTunes and you'll see that there's a whole bunch of albums. One called 50 Years of Trap Door. Right. <laughs> don't name your band that. It's that easy. Or you do Google. How about that? You ever think of that? Google. Sure. And going back to uh, what else you touched on, as far as pack-in titles, I assume you're talking about the Atari 2600? I'm talking about the Atari 5200, which, ah, as and I this game yeah. is one of few games that are actually good on the Atari 5200. Indeed. And so is Popeye. And I mentioned both titles back in Pack Month. I think Pack Month uh, Eyes, the Eyes episode, the Eyes have it. Mm. Ancient Eyes vanished. Wanderers from Eyes. This game is just as ugly as that game. <laughs> Kangaroo? <laughs> I think yes. Kangaroo is pretty, pretty advanced for a sign. Kangaroo, 1982 by Sun Electronics. Let's just jump around, leave the, the shit. Jump around. Yeah. Jump around. Get up, get up, Everybody get down. Jump. Daddy Mac will jump. Jump. Pac-Man will jump. Mac, man, Packy will jump. There's, there's no more roofs for me to raise. We can't raise them anymore. We can't <laughs> let any more dogs out. Uh, Chavo, let my dogs out. Who? Chavo. Oh. <laughs> Happy anniversary. Hey, hang yes. in there. Let us now. Toarabuki. Jump right into kangaroos. Like I said, 1982 by Sun Electronics. Sun Electronics, very famous for the toasters. <laughs> I don't know. Is that sunbeam? <laughs> Pretty sure it's called sunbread. It all comes out in the wash. Why don't we just call them trap door? You know, everybody else is fucking gonna call their shit trap door. Now they can. They can because they're they're an electronic company that makes video games. And right. just like Trapdoor Studios, they can call themselves Trapdoor Studios because they only own there's so many different types of copyright. I'm a 006 or 009, which means digital distribution and something like piano roll music. <laughs> <laughs> I mean these these laws are on the books from a hundred but you can't just yeah. get a cop I want a copyright for the band name Trapdoor. No, that doesn't exist. Like somebody else could get it to sell t shirts of Trapdoor. And I think that happened with Deep Purple or some other band like that because they didn't get the copyright on the one to release their T-shirts. Really? <laughs> yeah. There's one for live recordings. There's one for a digital distribution. There's one for records and, you know, all this other type of shit. It's, it's wacky. It's yeah. whack-a-mole. So let's talk about Kangaroo. I want to get in. First of all, it's not that shitty. Well, it has a lot of interesting play mechanics. We'll get I into tried. all of those. I know. You know, you said we'll get on a call and just got to play the game. And I was like, oh, my God, you're never going to really you're not going to get to the sea hag stage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I saw it kind of. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? The thing about this game is I have played this game in the past. And a lot of times sure. when I play a game for this show, it's a fresh experience for me. And I mm-hmm. haven't played it prior. And I actively avoid 
reading anything or watching anything involved with the game short of doing research afterwards. Right, right, right. Yeah. So I don't want anybody to influence how I feel about the game. Now, I've played this game because the first time I ever saw it was at Fun Spot about two, three years ago okay. when I went there for the first time. So you didn't see it in 82. No, because I wasn't even a, uh, a zygote. <laughs> you were in a ball sack. Um, Maybe not even your dad's ball sack. You, were in somebody, <laughs> you might have been yeah. in somebody else's ball sack <laughs> before you got there. You know, you don't know. You don't so, know how these things work. Uh, Biology. Yeah. Magnets. So I, how do they work? <laughs> miracles are all around us. They are. How do miracles work? Magnets. Well, learning a lot of things about mm. copyright laws, magnets. <laughs> Anyway, I see this cabin. It says Atari. It says Kangaroo. I look at it. I'm like, oh, this is a knockoff Donkey Kong game. Let me try it. Yeah. Hated it immediately. I yeah. hated this game. It's right. So when you when you picked it for the 200th episode, I was very apprehensive about diving back in. But I'm glad I did because although I promise I will shit all over this game today. Yeah. There are some things worth noting about the game, and I would recommend people playing it. But we'll get into that a little later. Okay, cool. And, and I realized, too, while playing it the second time around, I'm like, I, I, Kangaroo, I think I've played this. And then I went downstairs and went through all my carts, oh. uh, my uh, 2,600 carts, uh -huh. and I had Kangaroo. And then when I did a little more research about it, because I wasn't going to set up the system and everything else, no. I was like, oh, I love that game as a kid. I think this is one of those type of games that we've talked about a few times on the show where the ports may be better than the actual arcade experience mm -hmm. because of the control schemes. Yeah, and even with that non-centering pocket watch control, controller of the Atari 5200. I still did well on this title. And mm -hmm. I did okay on Popeye. You know, sometimes you get misses, but Jesus Christ, you get misses in the arcade on this title. We mentioned that it, it, it's a Donkey Kong type of clone, and it has a lot of the same pitfalls that Donkey Kong has. Of course, Donkey yeah. Kong's a lot more polished, and, and you don't run into those obstacles as much, and you don't have to fucking hop around like a, a slow kangaroo. But you, you still fight some type of simian, which is interesting. Yeah. Many simians. Mm-hmm. Boy. So let us get into the making mechanics. And of course, we'll start with Donkey Kong, and that was 81. This came out in 82. As bad as it is, I don't think it was a rush a rush to production. It might have been an answer to, but I mm -hmm. think the sh shittiness of it is just because of Sun Electronics. Yeah, I don't know much about Sun Electronics. I imagine they're one of these outsourcing companies that were around at the time. I'm trying to think of the actual company who put out Congo Bongo, and then mm. Sega bought it from them because they were the hardware company that was working with Nintendo to make the boards for Donkey Kong and then Nintendo, uh, <laughs> which was just their MO at the time, screwed them over. And as sort of spite, they released this other game to Sega that was a different variation of the Donkey Kong theme and play style, although it was isometric. We talked about this in the past. You can listen to that episode. What I'm getting at is I agree with you that it doesn't seem like it's a rush, but it certainly feels like it's what a lot of companies would do at the time. And everything is cyclical in this industry. What's the hotness right now? Space shooters. All these companies put out a space shooter. What's the hotness right now? Pac-Man type games. They put out all type, types of maze chase games. And at this time, what's the hotness? It's Donkey Kong platformers. And there were a boatload of them, but most of them got lost throughout history because they weren't very good. Just a few that came to mind when I was playing this game. I'm like, oh, this is like Woodpecker. You ever play Woodpecker? Oh, my God, did I? Yeah. Oh, yeah. never play Woodpecker. Uh, Monster Mash. Monster Mash, a little bit better. What year did or, uh, did fucking Woody Woodpe Woodpecker come out? I think Woodpecker was 82. Uh, Peckerwood. But again, it, the market got flooded with all these early platformers, and I dug into it a little deeper. You ever play Hopper Robo or Pon Puko? No, you never played these games because they, they were a dime a dozen at the time. Yeah. Maybe in the future we'll talk about these games, but looking at them very briefly and playing Woodpecker again for the first time at Fun Spot, you realize that, like, yeah, there was a lot of early platformers and most of them were terrible. <laughs> but it was also because they were trying to figure out what that genre was. Yeah. You know? And finally evolved, I think, into Peter Packrat, which I think got a lot right we talked about peter sure. packrat before uh once again not a perfect game difficult very right. high and difficult you could get good at it though and i think you could get good at kangaroo as well but you can't get that far 
Yeah, I got up to round three on my one slug. I'm jumping ahead a little bit. That's okay. Um, but round three was very confusing as far as what you were supposed to be doing. And that's where I kind of dropped hmm. out because I was repeating that cycle. And maybe you can clue me in. But before we get into that, uh, do you have any more making mechanics? Because I have a couple. I only have going forward. And okay. um, I was going to mention uh, Kaneko's 1983 Jump Coaster. And the reason mm-hmm. I bring this up is, and this has to tie in with Jumpman. Mario as Jumpman, he was very good at jumping over barrels, but he just mm-hmm. couldn't jump down two feet. Right. Like if he had to jump down the length of his knees, you were in oh, trouble. That was it. And and that's the same problem that uh, this suffers from is that if you jump on a tiny, teeny, tiny platform with kangaroo, you have to jump down off of that platform. If you just try to walk off that platform, woo, you hit the bottom. Yeah, break and, your neck. Indeed. And then we're having kangaroo burgers at Jack in the Box. <laughs> That's how it goes. Uh, and then, so Kaneko's Jump Coaster, which I dig. I really like Jump Coaster. Another hard game, another cheap game, because it's sort of like combining the difficulty of this with a burger time. Okay. So, so ouch, with burger time. So that happens. You get stuck on the ladders a lot. You get stuck on the ladders a lot on kangaroo when these mm. monkeys are throwing rotten beer apples bottles at you. At you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Rocks <laughs> or apples or something. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're just apples. Some are at cord. And uh, can a Corey apple? It sure can. And some are just regular uh, apple leaves. Yeah, the ladders reminded me of a game that came prior to this and a platformer that I have nothing but disdain for Space Panic 1980 by Universal, mm. which I believe is credited as the first platformer game. Okay. Getting tripped up on the ladders. And the biggest problem with this game, with those platforms and those ladders, is that there's no jump button. You have to push up to jump, you do, and you need you to do. press up to go up the ladders. So if you're not on the ladder and you hit up, then your kangaroo will jump instead of going up the ladder. And, of course, this creates issues when you're trying to dodge little monkeys who are throwing rocks at you. Yeah. Who subsequently uh, climb up and down where you're supposed to go up and down a ladder. And Congo Bongo is a great draw for this because mm. of the same type of issues with it. And, I, and I, yeah. we were talking about Universal, and there was a game I thought we should review for Universal. And I played that because you were talking about platformers, and you're talking about, like I talked about Jump Coaster. There's also another game by Universal called Jumping Jack, which came out in 1984. A lot of the same thing, except more difficult. This one has monkeys in it, mm-hmm. and you jump in a very odd way because it's set up almost like that crossy road, crossy road that's so popular with the kids. Okay, yeah. yeah. But, Frogger with cube animals, right? <laughs> Essentially, I've seen what it is. my little sister play this. Hey, I got to tell you, I really like that game, and I love that they can pull franchises for it. You know, Frogger was never that great. I, I know people love that game. I know they can master it. I love to play it. Pluck the Magic <laughs> Twanger Froggy, fantastic. Yeah. You know, that's from a that's from a kids uh, television show back in yeah, Black and White. Mar- Marty Croft. No, no, no. It's it's it oh, pretty, it's, yeah, that sort, wasn't them. It's sort of like a Clarabelle the Clown thing, and the guy would say. Pluck the magic twanger, Froggy! And, of course, that made it into the Pac-Man Fever album that Ah. was released. So I thought maybe I suggest to you the Universal Jumping Jack because Mm -hmm. it's not played a lot. It's got the monkeys, and it has both a Donkey Kong and a Congo Bongo feel, except not as 3D. Mm -hmm. But let me just send you this real quick. And this is why I changed my mind on wanting to do Jumping Jack. Oh, have this game on my cocktail cabinet and there are um, characters that would be described as Sambo stereotypes. Yeah, this is horrible. <laughs> this is absolutely horrible. A guy pushing a rock on Monkey yeah. Monkey Island. I'm pretty yeah. sure that's the first part of it. So. Very, very uh, racist, mm. uh, to say the least. Mm. Also, Monkey Butthole in this game. <laughs> there is Monkey Butthole, <laughs> but not as offensive as Monkey Boulder Rolling Man. Yeah, so, that's, that is very offensive. Indeed. So that's probably why we won't do that. Um, I think that was about it as far as games. I recommend Jump Coaster. I don't know how far people would get in it, and I don't know how much fun it would be to talk about, but I think it would be a neat title to even put in a pack month. 
even though you're climbing ladders and doing those type of things, like load runnery things, sure, it actually feels like a maze, except okay. you know, totally different presentation of it. Well, but then we'll again, see then. But then again, do run run is it had dots, but mm-hmm. it also had that kicks tie in, right? So, do you have any more making mechanics? Because I sure don't. I do. I'd like okay. to throw in Ladybug 1981 by Universal and Mr. Do 1982 by Universal because there's a game mechanic in here that reminded me very much of those two games or just how Universal would do their arcade games, which was the high risk, high reward philosophy. Indeed. And that's one of the reasons that I chose to bring in this game. Uh, it's not my favorite game by any stretch of the imagination. There are yeah, much better so. games. There right. are much worse games that would have made great shows. Yeah. But it was very, very difficult to come up with one title to go out with. And I'm not going to go out with a bang. I'm going to go out with a hop. But, uh, <laughs> but it did incorporate a lot of new things to me as a first-time console owner. Now, mm-hmm. I've mentioned before I owned all the Pongs in the 70s. Well, not all of them, but I owned a lot of Pongs. I owned Super Pong, Color Pong by Sears and Robic. I had uh, Telstar Pongs with a fucking rifle for the skeet parts where you could take the stock off and, uh, you know, get shot by the cops and everything else because my dad was binging in that stuff. So mm-hmm. that was when he was still alive, and maybe that's why he shot himself with a gun. He tried death by cop. How about that? Right. How many how many people can say that their fathers tried death by cop? I remember him sitting on uh, under the the beautiful maple tree that we had in our yard and uh, on the picnic table, and just refusing to drop the gun when the cops came. I don't know how many years ago. Not even the eighties. It's really something. So I blame Pong and video no. games. I blame video games for <laughs> corrupting a forty two year old man to commit. <laughs> commit gun crimes oh my gosh. So uh, dark. <laughs> it is but you know what that's life my friends that's life and that's what kangaroo is all about because <laughs> no it's not <laughs> when he gets hit with an apple he gets hit with a fucking apple he dives to his death off of a giant tree fort so bite an apple j- jump off a roof <laughs> indeed okay can i just get into the universal please just a little please bit? do so what we've we beat it around the bush and then also talked about... <laughs> and the tree. Yeah, guns and things. <laughs> in Ladybug and Mr. Do, if you hang around the stage, there are opportunities to get more points. But with that comes a higher risk of being killed. And that happens in this game. Kangaroo affords you the opportunity to get more points. Because, again, early arcades, early platformers, early maze chase games, it's all about points. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a bell that you can ring. Right. So first you and, get the fruit, you get the apples, then right. uh, if you clear all the apples from the stage, or even one apple or two apples or uh, like that, even if it's one apple, you ring the bell, and then it turns into berries, and then uh, it goes all the way to pineapple. pineapple. It, it pineapple. goes strawberry, apple, berries, pineapple. And if you don't clear all of them, only the ones that you've cleared will change into the next iteration of the fruit. And then after you've hit the highest part, which is pineapple, the bell goes away. And that's for every stage. But the risk of doing that is the enemies don't disappear. Um, you do get to punch them. You get to fight back, which is a nice thing. Again, going back to the Mr. Do mechanic, unlike Donkey Kong, with the exception of the hammer, you can't really fight back. And you're fighting sure. barrels instead of punching monkeys in the face, which right. is very Whereas satisfying. Mr. Do, you can throw your bouncy ball yo-yo balloon at them. <laughs> um, and with kangaroo, because you're a kangaroo, of course you have boxing gloves. <laughs> and so you get to punch the monkeys in the face. But what's cool about that, or what's interesting about what they did with that mechanic is there's also another villain in the game, <laughs> which is a gorilla yeah. that boxes. And it's a jump duck sort of mechanic and he has like a stretchy arm so he'll go higher than low so if he goes low you jump if he goes high you duck i never had to do that as long as you keep punching you give you usually get but if your timing is off he will steal your boxing gloves and you won't have gloves on your little hands and when you go to punch with your little hands it just shows a surrender flag and you can you miss things like you can't hit the little monkeys who you were able to clobber before so that was a cool little mechanic mm-hmm. the game still sucks <laughs> but it was a cool little mechanic in there the other making mechanic i had in there was 1982's 
Donkey Kong Jr. and Popeye. We already talked about why it's similar to Popeye because you have like a sea hag type character instead of throwing bottles at you they're throwing apples at you instead of having bluto or brutus whichever the variant you like in that series you have the gorilla that boxes you and i picked donkey kong jr because donkey kong jr has a terrible sprite that feels clumsy awkward (laughs) heavy and is difficult to control yeah but the kangaroo's wearing a bow tie well, I'll tell you, the kangaroo is actually female, and this is one of few <laughs> classic arcade games where it's a strong female protagonist. Oh, she is, yeah. Yeah. Mama. So, it's a mama kangaroo, and you're rescuing your roo, who's at the top of the screen. Yeah. And that's about as much story as you're going to get out of this. You kiss. And the, the, another interesting part is, even though they captured your little kangaroo baby, they don't show any of the capturing. It's just captured already. When you get up there... To capture a kangaroo, much like Donkey Kong, you can still get killed if your baby decides to just yes. hop away from you. You're Joey. Uh, you're like, what the fuck? And then an apple hit you. And you're like, right. nice going, dum-dum. Don't you know <laughs> to jump into me so I could kiss you? So those are the making mechanics. Uh, we're not going to do Realm of Gaming history because who really cares? I just want to talk a little bit more about Kangaroo. The reason that I think it's more like Popeye is because of the way that the platforms are set up. The first stage very easy you have ladders and you have uh, single platform areas that you are uh, one above the ladders and of course it's how high can you get now nothing's slanted nothing's particularly difficult to jump on or jump off of and you always have a monkey on top later becomes multiple monkeys that will go off screen and come back and just drop an apple straight down at you yeah it's not like a barrel because it usually comes straight down at you and you can punch that for 200 points and it's just a core of a apple can a core a apple we have to say something about spearfishing but sometimes that apple will bounce across a a platform above you just like the barrels do and you're Mm. like what the fuck there's no way that you could get out of the way of that barrel Now, there's also monkeys climbing down a tree that are to the right of you. And those monkeys will come down and there's like two areas. They climb down the tree on one side and up the tree on another. Or they switch up on which side of the tree. If they're on one side of the tree, you could punch them as they're coming down. If they're on the far side of the tree, you just need to back up and get out of the way. If you don't punch them in time and turn them into angels, (laughs) they will either roll an apple at you or throw an apple high at you. Later on, they'll throw it right in the middle, which you could punch the apple. Or in some levels, you're in line with the upper apple throw and you can punch it there as well. Like you mentioned, you either have to jump over a bowling apple or Mm -hmm. duck under a highball. Right. I enjoy that. That's challenging. There's a lot of challenging things about it. I think it would be a really great game if it had better controls, like a a jump button instead of having to press up for jump. Yeah, I could look past its hideous art decisions (laughs) and direction if it had better controls. And you know what? I think the the 5200 had scan lines on it as well, just like the arcade game. It surprised me. Looking back on it, not knowing... Not knowing what that was, I, I mean, you could turn super eagle mode on, <laughs> in your MAME. Uh, it's funny, I have a new version of MAME, and I have to get it out to you guys. That is a really great version of, of MAME and um, Hyperspin. Mm-hmm. And it has all those old modes, you know, two times. Screen triple, burning. A triple, triple <laughs> alias. I wish I had that. Triple yeah. aliasing and super eagle mode and super eagle mode times two and all that old stuff that used to make your computer crash when you right, tried to turn right. it on back in the day. But now, you know, it works very well. It's kind of funny to, to be able to, to have that nostalgia of just main. So then after the first level, then you go to a level that has a lot more platforms that you have to jump up from and down from yeah and this um, is where the controls will screw you because it's kind of hard to describe but it does work to do like jump in an arc so you go you're moving right and then you hit up and the kangaroo will jump in an arc that you expect and that's the thing yeah how about that that they had two different types of jumps a a jump that's almost straight up and a little angular which will make you miss everything and then they had the strong to the left or right jump Right. I just, if it had a jump button, it would feel a lot better playing. And because the sprite, in my opinion, is very awkward and sluggish. 
Fortunately, on some of the platforms, they'll put a yellow area, which helps you know that that's when you have to start your jump to get to the other platforms. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. But once again, even if you're on a platform that's connected right to the sprites below you and you don't jump off to get down off of there, uh, you lose. Now, when Mm. I first was playing this back on my Atari 5200, I didn't know it had multiple different types of screens. So back then, I'd get my low fruits, Mm -hmm. uh, strawberries, and then I'd go up to the bell, I'd ring it, and then I'd go back down the ladders and get all the apples, and then I'd go back up and ring the bell and get all all the fruits to clear the stage, and then I would uh, leave and go right. get my joey so i didn't realize about that so uh, that's that's one of the reasons that i brought it up once again because of the fact that it taught me about scoring making mechanics right. i could choose to just get to the next level or i could choose to try to get the high reward as you mentioned with uh, yeah with a greater risk and then there's a, another level is that the one where you got to punch the monkeys yeah. out there? So, okay. So explain to me what you're supposed to do here, because I knew that I was supposed to hit the little monkeys to make the cage come down. But when I walked onto the cage, nothing happened. Okay. Well, here's how this works. And this is one of my favorite stages of this game for multiple reasons. Although once those multiple reasons occur, you're going to be dead <laughs> from them. So you have a, a a stack of monkeys. I was going to say a barrel full of monkeys, but you don't. Yeah. You have a stack of monkeys holding a platform and on top of the platform is your little root jumping around helpless. And this part, you're probably not going to try to get all the fruits and ringing the bells and doing all this other stuff because it's a very difficult level. And what you have to do is start punching the shit out of the monkeys on the bottom. And unfortunately, you can punch them from two directions. So let's say that you're punching a monkey and another monkey comes down and he rolls a bowling ball apple at you and you jump over that and you go over to try to punch him on the other side of the monkeys. If you try to punch the monkeys from that side, now you're punching a monkey back underneath the stack of monkeys and you're sort of having to start over even more to try to get them out of there the easiest way to clear this level is to just start kicking the shit out of monkeys that are holding up the platform and you want to get the platform all the way down you don't want to get it there's a level where you could actually climb up a ladder and then try to jump onto the platform that that uh, your little roux is on and you have to run into them and some of these things hit areas that are a little off and a little wonky. Right. The easiest way is to get them all the way down. And even if there's one monkey holding them up, you can actually jump up to that platform and uh, hug them and kiss them. Okay. Now, all the while you're trying to punch these monkeys, other monkeys will be coming down mostly two by two. And they'll have two throw at you, either bowling ball them or highball them. And at that point, you have to stop punching the hold-up monkeys. And I think they're gray or white. Yeah, they're white. Ackham! And... This 200th <laughs> episode brought to you by Ackham. Ackham's. It can happen at any time. Ackham. Ackham. Never worry about it, though. And Nestle's slow. <laughs> when you want chocolate milk and you have a lot of time on your hands, <laughs> Nestle's slow. Back to you, Wiggly. How about Pop-Tarts? The directions for microwaving Pop-Tarts. It's two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't have time to, to wait for to toast my Pop-Tarts. I need a two-second Pop-Tart. And it still fucking burns your mouth. The <laughs> top of your mouth's hanging off, hanging off your palate by the time you're done. So you punch these monkeys, and these are the two mechanics I love. First is the frenzy of trying to jump over and under what the other monkeys are throwing at you. And if you allow the monkeys to come towards the stack of monkeys, they'll actually oomph the platform back up by getting under there. Right. And all the while as well, you're dodging these falling apple cores. See, I think it was just poor hit detection with me because I definitely got on the platform with the roux Mm -hmm. and I thought I touched them, but then I got hit in the face with an apple. You did that once and I didn't get them and I got hit with an apple and that was the end. Yeah. Very unforgiving. Mm -hmm. But... One of my favorite parts of this is not just that and the frenzy of it, but also there are these monkeys that will go up to like the third platform and there'll be these hanging vines and this vine will be shaped like a U and these monkeys will start going on top of one another all the while, like a timer ticking down Mm -hmm. and uh, much like streaking, (laughs) your stamina, but it's not like that at all. And once they reach five, there's this giant fucking stack of apples above this vine. And 
if they hit a stack of five, they are then heavy enough to make these 15, 20 apples just start raining down upon you. Oh my God. All haphazardly. And it doesn't stop. It just, like, there's only so many <laughs> apples up there, but they just keep raining down. I just love that mechanic. So, I mean, if you're playing for points and try like an insane person you can dodge in between these apples but it's very very difficult and let's say you're trying to go for points and trying to get all the fruits and, and trying to ring the bell you have to go up there and try to whack the five monkeys out of there as well i can see if someone's trying to go for world records on this that they would be able to do this but like you said man without a without a fucking jump button it's really it's tough. rough it's really rough yeah um but i just loved that i, I there were a lot of games that we talked about during Pack Month that I don't think people had to go that far into making it like it came out. Like it could have come out a lot more simple and still been the quality, whatever that quality was, mm-hmm. same quality of that game. But there was a lot of like thought that went in these level designs. Even if they, even like you said, if you want to shit on the game, uh, right. if piles of shit were coming down, out of the monkeys, at, <laughs> the monkeys should have thrown their shit at you. And that, that might have been one of the that original would have been ideas. That funny, at least. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. But You know what? I think I've been fair to this game. You have. You have. Yeah. Playing it, the reason why I think it's of note is because I think it marks, and this is obviously we have, we, we can look at this retrospectively. Mm-hmm. I think this has the the markings of where Atari stopped being the trailblazer and started following the pack. We're only a year away from the 1983 video game crash. Mm. It seems like it's so long ago, but if you'll indulge me as far as like talking about video games as an art or or in an academic sort of way, where we are today, which would be 35 to 40 years removed from the start of video games, which happened in the 70s. I'm old. Yes. If you were to equate that to the history of cinema, okay, Mm -hmm. the PlayStation 4, the Xbox One, uh, Steam would be the equivalent of the first Frankenstein film to come out, Dracula, Uh. and, and then we're years away from Gone with the Wind and Wizard of Oz, just to give you a sort of metric of time. So even though it seems so long ago, 1983, in the history of this art, it's very short period, and I think it's important to go back and look at these games which is why I love what we do. And as hard as it is sometimes to make it happen with schedules, mm-hmm. when I'm sitting down talking about games or I'm listening to our staff talk about games, it reminds me of how much I love doing this show for just myself, but our listeners as well. It's important to go back and look at games like this because this game to me shows a very specific time for Atari. And I think we can agree on the show that video games was born in America, but hmm. because of just bad planning and bad business decisions, it may have been born in America, but it was raised in Japan and only recently has come back to the West as far as innovation is concerned. When you can look at a game like Kangaroo and kind of just pinpoint where, oh yeah, this is an example of where Atari was off their mark. They were still trying to put out a quality product, but they were no longer the trailblazers, they were following Nintendo's step who were trailblazing at that time and right. Namco and Konami. Yeah. So I think it's interesting. For that reason alone, I think this game is worth a look. And Taito. And Taito as well. Yeah. And uh, Nitsibusu. No. <laughs> I'm no, but it, it is a good example of a top tier video game developer two, three years prior turning into a tertiary player like Nitsibusu and Universal, they may have had more money, but they were on the cusp of losing it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm still trying to get you a Mikey Iron-On patch. <laughs> yeah. Still on my eBay uh, uh, reminder list of uh, wish lists. They had some really weird promotional things, and the only thing that ever comes up is the boards for this. Or, or the instruction manuals, which people want like $50 for. Yeah, no. Like, yeah, I know. Go on uh, Arcade uh, Museum or something like right. that and fucking print it out. Yeah. You have one of those printers? Yeah. I do. Lots. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so, 
Kangaroo. And then there's one more level, which is just such an impossible level. And I beat this on my 5200. I'm not even sure if this level is included. I don't remember that fucking purple gorilla, to be honest with you. But mm. it's been so long since I played it. Who knows? Right. Um, but I do remember looping this so I would get the extra pieces on fruit once you went around the, the horn. Because once you get past that last level, you start over. It's more difficult, more monkeys, but a lot more fruit. So uh, that was kind of neat. And once again, I was a person that always on the first level would try to get all the fruit. The other levels, fuck it. I'll get what I can, maybe turn one thing into a pineapple, and that was it. Yeah, for the purposes of the show, I definitely experimented a lot on that first stage trying to, and they make it very difficult for you, trying to get all the pineapples on that stage. And it was very difficult. Indeed. Now, as far as ugly sprites go, I'll give you that purple gorilla. He is fucking... (laughs) I don't even know what he is, a blob. And I can only imagine him on the 2600, unless they omitted him. But the last level is just so cheap because it's all ladders and all really weirdly placed platforms. The monkeys above you will constantly drop apple cores because they have apples shoved up their ass, evidently. Monkey poop shoots and ladders. (laughs) Indeed. And so it's just so difficult. I could not get through it uh, on this playthrough. And I want to... To, for no reason at all, because, uh, once again, this is really a points-driven game. Do you have to s- say, oh, I got to go through level one again and level two again? Is it that type of arcade game? No, because the levels are all basically the same. Like, when I wanted to get to the Sea Hag ship on Popeye, I really wanted to get to the Sea Hag ship because mm. you had interesting things. You had the conveyor belt thingy that would move you about, the vultures to punch in the face, you had a lot of neat things on the Sea Hag ship. On here, you don't. Know, it's basically <laughs> the same, except a yeah. lot more ladders and a lot more uh, platforms. I will give it to the game, though. If you go for those extra points, especially in the first stage, because they did it so much, and die, it picks you back up where you left off. So if you've converted the strawberries into yes. apples, or you've converted the apples into berries, it stays that way when you come back, which I appreciated that. So you get the increased point fruits, and, right. and that is something that's uh, that's unique to that type of genre as well. Yeah. Because usually it would reset completely. So, yeah, I think a lot went into this title. I don't think it was a rush. I just think it had a bad idea to omit a second button. And who knows? Maybe a second button was something that people didn't want to do back then. You know, to call well, Atari didn't want to do it with the 2600. <laughs> you had two buttons, but they were the same button. Yeah. So I don't know if that dictated the layout of this arcade game or not, or mm-hmm. if they looked at this arcade game and were like, this will fit on our consoles because it isn't two buttons. I'd yeah. be guessing. Yeah. Well, that's Kangaroo. As far as me recommending to play it, uh, I would because of my nostalgia to it, but mm. I don't think you'd want to give it a lot of time unless you want to try to be a high score master on it. There are a lot of better games than this, like we mentioned, Popeye. Yeah, um, everybody. But if you're a fan of the second generation of consoles, being the Atari Twenty Six Hundred, yeah. I think that game is definitely worth playing and adding to your library if that's something that you collect. Because looking back, I do remember playing the game. I think maybe it's because it it operates a little slower and the sprites would snap to the grid a little differently than the arcade game, so it felt better. Whereas this game, the controls are kind of lousy. But I would recommend visiting the game for the historical reasons that I mentioned earlier. I mentioned the 5200 during Eyes or even maybe it was during Opa Opa. By the way, I said Opa Opa incorrectly the entire show, which Oopa, Oopa. that's how I do it, and and fuck you, okay? You and, talked about Muppet Babies, which was shocking. <laughs> Surprised you didn't throw your uh, headphones off and uh, kick your mic over. Uh, it's I, Josh I talk. Cannot, oh my God, I cannot stand that fucking Muppet Babies. Jesus Christ, <laughs> it was so horrible. Wiggly, we were so make hungry. your dreams come true. <laughs> we were so hungry for Muppets to come back, you know? <laughs> And what do you th- think of the new Muppets? Did you watch it? Oh, I, I really like it, you know? So do I, yeah. It's a throwback to Gary Shandling's show. And there was a precursor to Gary Shandling, which unfortunately slips my mind now. Oh, 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 Fernwood Tonight. And then you, and then USA Tonight. Those are the ones that really started the fake talk shows. Mm. So those happened, and then Gary Shandling's show happened. 
and then uh, borrows from Gary Shelling and borrows from The Office. Uh, turn me around on uh, Pepe the Prawn, because a lot of the newer characters of the Muppets I, I don't really like. <sighs> I but, love him! But I love him on that show. He's actually oh one of my favorite God. characters. You hit the nail on the head. The Rat and Pepe, their relationship, the new odd couple. Yeah. Uh, and, and and the secretary rat. I think they could have their own show. Right. Yeah, man. They're funny. They're funny. And Check I'm, it out on Hulu. That's how I started watching it. Okay. I, I dropped the cable box, just went Hulu and Netflix. And I'm like, I'm now I'm watching more television. Now that I cut the cord on cable, I watch more TV now than I ever have in my life. I am in the process of dumping cable because I don't watch anything live. Yeah. I don't watch, I, I watch a lot of new shows, but I don't watch anything live. Really into the new Muppets. It's sad because when you watch it, you sort of realize it's never going to take off. Will it even get a second season? Hope so. How many people are watching this? Is it too different? Is it too heady? And it's not even heady. But, you know, no. do people think, oh, I'm bored because now there's a story. Right, You right. know, instead of segments. I love that they didn't go back to the original format because that right. worked then and it worked. It would work now. But I, I love that it evolved. Um, so too bad Kangaroo can't evolve. Although didn't <laughs> it come out for uh, didn't it come out for the PlayStation One? What was his name? That's what I wanted to think of for making mechanics. PlayStation One Kangaroo. Yeah, he was he was a boxing. what in Tekken? No, no, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I love him in there. But no, no, uh, it was his own game and. Uh, K.O. the Kangaroo. He even oh, had geez. a second game on PS2. Let's look at him. It's 3D shit, of course. Um, yeah, he he's wearing boxing gloves, but he he was like the answer to like say a banjo and kazooie and things. Oh, and maybe he didn't suck. I don't know, but I never p- played him. But <laughs> K.O. the Kangaroo. You want to talk about an oversaturated market? 3D platformers oh and the PlayStation One, Nintendo 64 era, oh, and they are all brown. Yeah, I want I mean, more croc, <laughs> croc, croc of shit. Yeah. I want more Gex. Gex was at least two D. I want more Soccer Kid. He was so sassy with his five lines of dialogue. He would repeat at you the entire <laughs> yeah. game. Gex, Gex was in the era of the snarky characters, like a- Sonic. and the Austin Powers movie. Yeah, yeah baby. Yeah, right. baby. Oh my yeah, god. Baby. <laughs> That's where I took a lighter and burned the bottom of the PlayStation disc to make sure when I traded it in, nobody else would have to suffer through it. Hilarious. Hey, I'll tell you what, man. A soccer kid against kangaroo play mechanics. Kangaroo has it. I think kangaroo wins over soccer. I like soccer. It was it caused such a stir, soccer kid, when it came out on the... Um, on the 3DO, even though it had already been out on computer. but And boy, if you want to talk about a UK game, <laughs> it's immediately recognizable as a UK game. But yeah. as far as depth, I think Kangaroo has it all over Soccer Kid. <laughs> yeah. All right, movie taglines. What's movie, your movie tag- tagline for Kangaroo? I don't want this episode to end. You know, this is my last episode. You'll be back. I won't be back. I can never come back. You, you can't can. go back, man. You can't go back. You can't go home. I might die. You never know. Stop it. One of these days. Yeah, we're all going to eventually, but you'll be back on. Maybe I'll be bionic by then. That'd be all right. More bionic, I should say. Mm. I'll download my consciousness into the computer, and then I can play myself. Wow. I already do it now. (laughs) But you can't hear it. Uh, Let's see. Unless you're outside my bathroom door. Uh, Movie taglines for kangaroo. I have. I didn't even think about this. Uh, I'll go see. first. Okay, go ahead. Stick a lead pipe in your pouch and hop <laughs> off a roof. <sighs> I, I didn't mention that. Only the last level would I call that the treehouse uh, because because of the treehouse that I had for uh, my Planet of the Apes dolls, my Mego Planet of the Apes dolls. Uh, they came out with two play sets and I was, I'm not sure if they were aftermarket or not, but one was the treehouse and one was the village and the village was a bat cave except it was shaped into the village and the tree hut, I think it was like its own thing, but it was similar to other uh, adventure sets that they released for the eight inch Migos. So it's so odd that I would only call the last level the treehouse like mm. the Planet Apes because every single level you're in trees. 
Yes, and there's a little house where Yoru is hanging out. <laughs> so um, that was interesting. So, uh, Jesus, kangaroo, better than soccer kid. <laughs> uh, I was going to say something about escape up the planet of the apes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. So my 200th episode, I still have never thought of one <laughs> movie tagline, even though I created the concept of movie tagline. Tweet us your movie tagline that Wiggly should have said at We Talk Games. <laughs> Do your let's bring back the the one sentence reviews of all oh, games. I like it. Let's bring like, that yeah, back. tweet us your one sentence reviews and your uh, haikus, your video oh game haikus. God, those are at We Talk Games. I love that. So funny. And one sentence reviews would definitely fit on there unless you do a run on sentence and then you're a cheater and a liar and a cheat. Hmm. So go fuck yourself. Wow. Here comes T.T. Schmookins with next week's, which I will not be on any longer. We, we get it. We get it. We Talk Games, Arcade Weekly, Arcade Game, Video Game, Arcade Weekly, We Talk Games, Video Power Magazine, Arcade Game, Audio Clue. Hello, I am Titty Scrookins. Here is next week's We Talk Games, Video Power Magazine, Arcade Weekly, Arcade Game Audio Clue. Good luck, dudes, 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 clue, luck. Great clue, TT, as always. Yeah. Nobody cares. Nobody ever guesses it. <laughs> Do people turn off by now? It's too I bad. Hope not, you're because mi- we're about to give our clues for next week's game. We are. Yeah. Which is, of course, the 200th episode. Wait. <laughs> uh, and I still have so many piles of shit on the run sheet. If people don't know, we have a run sheet of video games, and every time we see a game that we think we should review until we actually play it we have a run sheet that goes up to like 2018 by now yeah (laughs) might go up to the year 3000 i don't know so my clue for next week's game which is a fucking awesome game you know sometimes we do really neat games that and i wish we do more of them i don't think i don't think we do enough of the uh speed rumbler i mean that game was so fucking cool and nobody knows about it so uh and penguin wars i mean that was a that was an old school game but yeah. still really neat and there were there were a lot of others i think that were really cool games that i don't think people that were very playable and fun and uh, next week's game is not uh, any different uh you go first because i never think of fucking clues you're not gonna fall for the banana in the tailpipe trick again Ah, yes, an American Graffiti reference. The only movie I liked by Steven Lopez, Steven Steven Spielberg. Wasn't that him? Yeah, AI. I liked it. Every now and then I go back and watch that movie. Eyes wide shut? I'm just crossing (laughs) all the streams. I go back for the ruining of Philip McKenzie's life. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Okay, my clue for next week's show is going to be Gene London plunders plop. Okay. It just rhymes. Yes. I'm just going for a rhyme. These are working. Everyone's getting them. They get it. All right, man. Well, hey, it's been a a really wonderful run. I've been so hashtag blessed to be. Fuck that, because I I don't know what I started the thing and and wanted to do it and kept doing it. And even when uh, everyone failed us for. (laughs) You're bringing up co-op for kids again. When everyone failed us for co-op for kids, I took a year off. I wanted to end this show and bite a lead pipe with all my George Gomez shit that I bought from that episode. <laughs> look, I bought look, the roof. Look. Uh, here's a little sweet to your sour. Proud of Co-op for Kids. Uh, collectively, we raised about 5200 bucks for the Children's Miracle Network between the three years or four years we did it. And that's amazing. At that time, it was probably a dollar a listener, maybe. You know, that's sure, pretty sure. impressive. Yeah. I take pride in the fact that I coordinated, got, and secured guests for the show. And these were the founding fathers of the video game industry, as well as the trailblazers for that 
contemporary scene. I'm happy that I was a part of the show so that I could actually help in a small way launch your video game voiceover career or or side jobs and get us connected with Team Meat, with uh, Super Meat Boy. A lot of great things have come out of this show uh, with the past 200 years. uh, uh, 200 years, holy (laughs) shit. 200 episodes. and I only do 200 years of anything. Yeah. (laughs) All we ask is that you keep spreading the word about the show keep writing positive things about it keep giving us those reviews and those ratings it will help us and eventually one day maybe we'll make some money off this show but (laughs) it'll always be free hey and i'm not complaining about the george gomez stuff i mean i have a prototype ramp that was created for the transformers pinball machine and i have the autographed whatever you call uh, advertising card for that and i have a big piece of the side art that's some amazing stuff i'm not pooping on that at all and we really deserve a pat on the back for where we took this show and all the hard work that you put into it and when i restarted the show boy everybody shit on it like i i started the show in 2006 because I just started it as something I wanted to get my buddies together that knew a lot about games. We just come on and shoot the shit about it. And we all had to be in the same room. So when that could no longer happen because I knew people from Ireland and you from New York and the the logistics of it were just impossible. There were people from Chicago and Oregon and all these other places. Mm -hmm. But it was basically, I think I did the first show almost by myself. Well, Stinky was there and TT was there. There was nothing they couldn't handle that was handled before. And I really turned it into a different type of game. We had had music that really focused on the segments of the, the show. We did the arcade at home from all the console stuff that was coming out for the next generation systems at that time the the wii and the 360 and the playstation 3 those marathon episodes were very much an audio magazine there'd be 90 minutes to i think the longest we went was three hours Uh, but it was a lot of content and i think a lot of choice content in there yeah and you and john both uh really made it continue because we were able to bring in those different segments and then when we started first guest was tommy tallarico and so much both jealousy animosity and love for tommy tallarico was the perfect pool to have for me to interview him because we shared so much uh, growing up in the early age of 16-bit shit going on and music and the tools that we use to make music. So uh, that was wonderful. And that started to ball rolling for all these big names, who's who, and uh, and people I never would have thought of. And even people that only made one game, you know, yeah. would be on the would be on the show. And that was fantastic. So a lot of good friends came out of that. A lot of people big names that hung around even to this time. Mm-hmm. And then when we started up the weekly program as Video Power Magazine, that was uh, something very different. I think every version of the show has been something really different and unique how impossible is it for us to do a weekly show just talking about an old arcade game with all of these established youtubers out there maybe touching on some of these titles but here we're going into depth and here we really play them and here we really care about what we're doing we pat ourselves on the back sometimes on the show but especially for my 200th uh, episode i want to announce my gratefulness to everybody which we basically have brought this to everyone for free even Mm -hmm. since the beginning so thank you everybody it's been a a blast i'll still be involved uh, for a while until we can make sure that it's a good transition but i love these guys i love hearing what they have to say about these games i love suggesting games and finding out that they are going to handle that title because i want to get their take on some of these titles and unfortunately most of them are bad takes but (laughs) (laughs) look nobody likes mutant fighter oh go fuck yourself i gotta tell you on the fm towns that was was just unbelievable to watch. That was one of 12 games you oh, could play. <laughs> that's true, because most of them were in Japanese, and yeah. talking about floppies, they came with the hard uh, dual-disc uh, floppies. So, And a lot of them were just hentai games. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. Hey, don't be a jerk all the time, and don't be a stranger. I'll be on the, my favorite social media, which is the one I have the least followers on and the least comments on, and that is Instagram. I just love the shit little squares connections you can make with those photos. 
if you know me and and my background in graphic layout and the importance of going back to basics that the square is the worst <laughs> geometric shape to portray any type of thing interesting so to have the people i've met through there the special people with the different types of people with toys and korea and crayon pop fans from russia and italy and um all over the world it's really nice but it's such little pockets i mean i'll get 15 likes <laughs> yes. i have thousands of followers on twitter and, and all these other things but uh, you know i don't know what i have on 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 this instagram 50 <laughs> <laughs> so please uh if you do instagram please uh look me up i'm wiggly on there because i had an instagram account before instagram was really a thing oh uh, chill <laughs> hipster and but wait a minute but i never used it for like two years because <laughs> i was like i can't do anything with a fucking square everyone's just posting pictures of tacos <laughs> yeah that's all i do <laughs> who cares <clears throat> so you can follow me on instagram too yeah o-b-e-y-k-u-b-e and you can get in on some of that uh wonderful artwork that you do thanks mainly check us out and interact with us on facebook kyle does a great job of handling facebook and twitter especially and send in your one sentence reviews and thanks again to everyone involved with the program a lot of people uh, involved with the program in the past are now transgender which is quite <laughs> <laughs> surprising i mean it's it's really something uh, it's really something to is it an accomplishment no no it's it's true it's such a weird coincidence it surprised me i didn't know that's where you were going but you know i think the main driving force behind that is the pro wrestling tie-in <laughs> It has to be. It has to be. I said it the entire time. Anybody watching oiled up guys roll around for two hours, something's going on there in their underwear. Okay, I love you, everybody. I love you. And Jesus Christ, I hope you like me. Bye-bye. Froggy, you'd better use that magic twanger and become visible. Punk your magic twanger, Froggy. <laughs>
So hush, little baby, don't you cry You know your daddy's bound to die But all my trials, Lord, will soon be over. People have uh, come up with a new toiletry product that uh, they're pretty excited about. I haven't heard much about it. What, well, what is it? It's called uh, Dismiss. Dismiss? Yes. Uh-huh. What, what is that? It's a feminine hygiene product. Holy crap. <laughs> You're it, putting me on. No, no. Dismiss. Oh. It'll be advertised on our show. How about Vagigo? <laughs> That's a, not yes. a bad name yes. for it. Along with an other How line. How about of... Cuntaway? <laughs> Someone else has that. Ah. Sterling drugs. How about fuck off? <laughs> Possibly. Yes, I like that. Uh. 